0: You're listening to The Propel Podcast, a show to guide and inspire ambitious women to propel their income, influence, and impact online. My name is Ashley A. McNulty, and I'm sitting down to share what's worked well and not so well in the years I've been an online business builder and mentor. Each week, I'll bring you insights and practical tools alongside other impact-driven leaders that you can implement now to propel your online business today. Welcome back to another episode of the Propel podcast. I'm really excited today to bring to you some serious value. As you can tell by the title, I'll be sharing with you how I grew over 1,000 followers in one week on Instagram. Firstly, I want to share exactly what happened and my Instagram insights with you. Then we'll move into three things that I really feel were the catalyst for this growth that I've seen, not only on my Instagram, but also in my business, which is really amazing to say the least, and I'm extremely grateful. So I posted a reel on Monday, March 8th about how I had created a five-figure month in February this year. And I had a call to action at the end, directing them to the link in my bio to watch my webinar and sharing how I've done this. It didn't perform any better or any worse than my previous reels. And then on March 15th, so that's the following Monday, it really started to take off and it actually got to 50,000 views, which is more than I'd ever had. And... My husband and I were actually placing bets on how many views we thought that it could reach and like we were talking maybe 100,000 views. (laughs) Those views, likes, comments and people watching my webinar continued to zoom up and in the next week following, it had hit over 400,000 views. I had gained 1,110 new followers and I couldn't keep up with the hundreds of people watching my webinar and messaging me about it. Now, that reel at the time of this recording is currently sitting at 507,000 views, so I've gained a couple of hundred more followers since then, and it's just crazy. Um, So I really reflected on this, and there were three key things that stood out to me that I felt I could really share with you guys um, that I had implemented in the two months leading up to this reel going viral, and I 1,000% believe that these things propelled my engagement, my audience, my reach, and my business. So these tips you can literally go and implement right now. I'm really excited to hopefully bring you a ton of value. These are really simple yet super effective tips, and I can't wait to hear your results from doing them as well. So let's dive straight in with number one. Firstly, I started staying in my own lane. Well, actually... I had to choose a lane for starters. Now, I think this is something that can be really confusing when you're building a business and a personal brand on social media. I think sometimes the personal part of the personal brand is probably taken too far. And I want to highlight to you that there is a big difference between a personal brand and a personal life. You are here to build a business. Well, I'm assuming you are. (laughs) So make sure that it's 80% of your content's focus is on business and maximum, this is just my opinion, 20% personal. So when I say it's 80% business, it's not selling to your audience 80% of the time. That would make them run for the hills. But if you're not talking business, business business-related topics applicable to your industry and field and showing your audience that you're serious about what you're doing, you're an expert in your field, you know what you're doing, if they can't hear the way that you would talk to your customers, your team, then why would they trust hiring you or buying from you or working alongside you? You aren't going to be the person who comes to their mind and who they reach out to in the first place if you're not showing them what you have to offer. So really, it comes down to what do you want to be known for? What do you want people to think of when they hear your name? Do you want them to think, oh, that's right, she's that boy mama? Or do you want them to think that's right? She's the one who's that Instagram whiz. She seems to really know what she's doing when it comes to creating an income online. And then, boom, COVID hits. They lose their job. Which one of these people would they message in the like first? You know, say they're both running a business and creating an income online, but one really presents themselves as a mum, and one really presents themselves as a business owner. And they're both they both could be mums. I'm a mum. The first person you're going to message is, of course, the one who is talking business, talking business numbers and showing you that she's serious about what she's doing and she knows what she's doing. So same applies no matter what industry you're in. For example, if you were in some something in the health industry and someone was to fall pregnant or get sick or something happened, do they know to turn to you for help? Are you the very first name that they think of? That's how I really figured out what my lane was. So go back, listen to those questions if you didn't feel it was immediately obvious to you what your lane would be and really give it some thought. For me, I'm in the social selling, direct sales, affiliate marketing industry. I know it inside out. I know Instagram, how to use it, its algorithms really well. So I started creating content around this. I'd say like 90% of my content fell into these categories, if not all of it. I noticed at one stage I had gone one month without posting a single photo of my daughter. That's because this is a business. So I started treating my social media like I was running a business on it. Your social media is really your shop front. If you went into a restaurant, this literally you know half of this story is based off a true story. <laughs> so if you went into a restaurant and sat down at a table waiting to place your order and the owner has kids running all over the shop and he comes over and sits down at your table and starts telling you his life story, would you want to go back to that restaurant? So while social media is a bit different to a restaurant and you know on social media people do love reality and the personal sides of things and that's why it is really amazing to share as well and yes it can help increase your audience's feelings of you know feeling like they really know you and like you what's really going to help them trust you to buy from you or work with you though is showing up and sharing your knowledge in your field this is also really important so that it's not confusing people so I'll share more on that in a second because that sort of ties into my second point so go and figure out your genius zone Choose that lane and stay in your lane, stay consistent to that. Number two is I started consistently sharing reels as majority of my content. I've heard the word consistency drummed into me for the past two and a half years while I've been building an online business and being in this space. But most of the time they're talking about consistently showing up, creating and sharing content and building your brand. And Every business, every person will have ebbs and flows, highs and lows, but you want that to be as consistent as possible. So it's not like this crazy roller coaster ride. So don't post like crazy for a week or whatever it is straight and run yourself into the ground and then disappear for weeks or months on end. Trust me, I probably did that for the first almost 12 months, I would say. So really try and find a consistent rhythm and routine with your business and especially your social media is really important and they're right. But what I've never heard someone say is that having a consistent theme, voice, message, whatever you want to call it, to your content is just as important. So the more concise and consistent you are with what you're sharing on your social media and what you're talking about and what you're creating your content around, the better. So for me, I realized that behind the scenes, there were certain topics I would find myself sharing about, training my team about, coaching about, that I was super passionate about and knowledgeable on and had experience in. These are the kinds of things that like I would chew anyone's ear off over if they would if they were prepared to listen to me. And I was like, "Wow, why haven't I been sharing this with my audience? They really don't know the kind of business person I am if they haven't heard the way I speak about these things or the knowledge I have to bring on these things." So why would they trust to work alongside me? And a lot of these things, I honestly, I felt like I was like, yeah, okay, so maybe this is my genius zone, but I resisted sharing for so long because I thought it was so obvious or that there was someone else out there that was more of an expert on this topic than me. So why should I be the one to share about it? And what I realized was what I found obvious, a lot of my team didn't find that obvious or my husband didn't find obvious or the people I was speaking to weren't finding it that obvious. And that's when I realized that, hang on, I actually really geek out over this stuff. I love this. Obviously, two and a half years in direct sales and building on Instagram, I've learned a thing or two, right? I feel like i really started to master a lot of my profession and even if you're at a stage in your business where you don't feel like an expert or a master, there are still things that you're going to know that you think may be really obvious but to others it isn't and you could bring them a ton of value. Remember, you are always one step ahead of someone. You can always help someone, inspire someone and give someone some value. Someone has been where you were two months ago, six, 12 months ago, whatever that may be. So what have you learned in the past six to 12 months or even the past years that you could talk underwater about? That's basically what I'm doing here with this podcast, and that's what I started doing in my reels. So not only should you be creating your reels around the same topics inside that field of your genius zone... You should also be providing a ton of value for your audience. What can they walk away from that reel having learned? If it's just self-promotion all the time, then you're not going to gain new followers because why do they want to stick around and just be sold to? They want to learn new things. This is so important too, and I really want you to hear this. Because when someone finds your reels while scrolling through you know, reels. If they love your reel and they come to your profile, what's the first thing they're going to do? Well, the first thing I do anyway is click on reels and binge them. So if they came to your page from a reel that was about Instagram tips and then they start binging and there's a random one about manifestation and about your kids or dogs or your dinner, they're going to be really confused. And like the odd one of those topics I said before thrown in is occasionally fine, like maybe every 10th one or so, but you want to overall have a really consistent messaging theme to your content. People want to know what you're about and they want it instantly. And if they don't feel that, if they feel confused, they're not going to follow you. They're not going to feel like they they like, know, and trust you, and they won't hang around or convert as a client or business partner later on. They want value. They want to be entertained. They want predictability from what they are going to get from you. So post reels consistently, stay in your lane, build up a library of binge-worthy reels. Because I had a girl the other day find me on reels Well, actually, she said she had seen me come up a few times, like, you know, when you go to your explore page and go into reels and she was scrolling through there and she had seen me come up a couple of times before but it might have been on the third time or something she decided to go and have a stalk and she binged my reels. She loved it. She really felt like she knew what I was about and so she decided to follow me. She also clicked the link in my bio, watched my webinar and went through my entire sales funnel process and had booked a discovery call with me all within 24 hours. And was ready to work alongside me. And one week later, I had made a multiple four-figure commission sale and an incredible new business partner and friend. That is the power of attraction marketing and leveraging reels, my friend. Reels are amazing right now because they are really being pushed in the algorithm. So more people are going to see your reels than if you did the same content in just a standard photo post. And don't be disheartened if your reels are only reaching a couple of hundred or thousand views. Remember that each one of those views is a real person, and this consistency over time will really help those views increase. And the longevity of reels at the moment is amazing. Like, it's incredible. It might not go viral in the first week like the one I shared about for you guys, like this viral one. It didn't go viral in the first week, but it absolutely can take off later just like mine did. And, you know, I've had some reels shoot up to over one, 2,000 views within the first 15 minutes. And you're like, wow, this is going to go viral. It has to, but it doesn't. So go figure. And I'm also going to give you a quick checklist right now for reels that if you're doing this, it's only a matter of time before you really start to notice an increase in your engagement reach and followers. It's not a matter of if, it will be a matter of when. So there are seven. I suggest writing them down. Number one is consistently posting. I'd say a minimum of three reels per week, three quality reels. But if you can do more, absolutely go for it. The more the better. Two, consistent theme slash message. So that it's not all over the place. People know what you're about. They know what they're going to get from you. Number three, give a ton of value. Tips that they can go and try immediately. People want instant gratification. And if you can bring them instant results from those tips, that's even better. Number four, make sure you're using call to actions. Like save this to refer back to later. Share if you got value from this. Comment and tag a friend who you think would get value from this. Number five, using appropriate hashtags. Use, I use all 30. I recommend using all 30 and don't use the same ones for every post. You've got to mix it up, but they've also got to be relevant to the content, to the real. And number six is make it visually appealing. Instagram is still a visual platform. So you want good lighting, change up your outfits and just really take that time to Pay attention to the small details to make the visuals really high quality as well. Number seven is using trending sounds, transitions, and filters. So trending sounds is when you scroll through the explore page and you hear, you know, the top sounds, like they're the ones that are trending at the moment, and then If you create a reel using one of those sounds, then people can find you through that sound. Using transitions, you know, is just entertaining. And then using filters is another way that people can find you as well. When they click on the filter, your reels could could pop up there too. Okay, so that's all for reels. My third and final tip is one that might be slightly controversial, but it's something that I'm so serious and passionate about so are you ready it is mute the people in your industry if you do nothing else please go and do this you don't want so I don't want you to go and unfollow them just mute their posts and their stories especially for my people in direct sales While your engagement might momentarily drop because you won't be commenting on their posts and interacting with them as much, so then they might not be reciprocating that, I need to tell you the harsh truth, that their engagement on your content is just boosting your ego. It's not actually boosting your engagement, and it's definitely not making you sales. I know a lot of people do this because they actually think it might help them in the algorithm and boost their engagement. But in the long run, having the same people always liking, replying to your stories, commenting on your posts, isn't doing that for you. And it's, it isn't making you sales because these people are already in your industry and are already doing what you're doing. So mute them. Because you need to be super intentional with your social media, you are running a business. You are not running some kind of hype support team to go and cheer all the other girls on. You should be going on there to interact with leads, bring in new leads, fresh faces, build relationships, create connections with people who potentially want or need what you have to offer, right? If you're not seeing fresh people connecting with and building relationships with them and new followers, how do you expect to build your potential client base up? You don't want to be seeing the same people over and over again, and especially not the people who are already doing what you're doing, i.e. in the same industry as you. No matter what the industry is, this applies whether you're in coaching, hairdressing, direct sales, etc., In saying this, having connections with people in your industry can be really rewarding, beneficial and some of my best friends I've met through direct sales and through my industry. So we don't want to lose that, right? But we don't want to be seeing them 24-7 in our feed. So my suggestion is to maybe once a week go and intentionally set some time aside purely to go and pour some love on them. Go and catch up on what they've been doing. Go and have a little stalk, engage with them, pour some love on them, but keep them muted. Another reason I've found this so beneficial for me is it's really allowed or empowered me to be more confident and clear in my voice and my direction that I'm heading with my business. So if I spend too much time consuming other people's content from within the same industry as me or even some outside, I can easily start slipping down this slippery slope of comparison imposter syndrome might rear its ugly head too and all of a sudden I'm second guessing everything I'm doing. Is this right? My feed doesn't look as good as hers. You get the point. Okay so that's it I just want to do a final recap for you guys. So number one was choose a lane and create majority of your content from that. We want it to be really clear what you do and what are you wanting to be known for. Number two is leverage reels. Give a ton of value to your audience and remember to stick to your lane. Consistent posting and consistent messaging. Number three is mute the people in your industry. I hope you got a ton of value from this. If you did, please take a screenshot and share to your stories with your biggest takeaway and tag me. I'd also love if you want to reach out to me and share your takeaways, results from implementing these tips, or if you're after any extra guidance on what I've shared in this episode, then my Instagram is at Ashley A. mcnulty, and I will also link that in the show notes below. Hey there, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. My goal is to impact as many women as possible. So if you found this podcast inspiring, insightful or helpful in any way, please pay it forward by sharing this episode to your Instagram and don't forget to tag me at Ashley A. McNulty. I really appreciate it and look forward to seeing you here again next week.